Crikey, it's wet out here. I'm putting up the umbrella for this one. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Dateline, October 16th, 2011. Well, day, folks. Boy, it is wet out here. Grant, you look a little damp. Yeah, well, you know, everything's trying to rain on my parade, I oh, tell you. Oh, dear, dear, damp. So, Grant, uh, before we kick off, uh, tell us about ballooning, mate, and tell us about the joys of a CASA audit and uh, what damp means, amongst <laughs> other things. Oh, it's uh, most aviation operations in Australia have gone through, well, everyone will have gone through these audits and uh, they typically happen every three years or so. And it's going through, maybe making sure all the paperwork's right, that you're able to demonstrate you've done things and got audit trails and meeting up with what's specified in your AOC or um, ops manual, all that kind of stuff to make sure that uh, you're not turning into a bunch of cowboys who are just recklessly going around doing stuff. And uh, we can ask Tiger about that, what it was like to be audited. But uh, yeah, we're just starting as the actual audit itself now. We've been spending a while just making sure everything's ready to go. And uh, part of what I was doing was also coming up to speed as a damp supervisor. So, all right, tell us what damp is, seeing as we're standing out here in the rain. Well, rising damp. Yeah, what are we doing yeah, in d- Queensland, anyhow? Yeah, rising damp balloons, I get it. <laughs> what uh, damp is, is Drug and Alcohol Management Program. CASA have said that uh, anyone involved in a safety-sensitive operation, which ranges from pilots to air crew to ground crew to um, air traffic controllers, and even those doing weight and balance calculations and so on, when they start the job, have to be uh, drug and alcohol tested. And then after any incidents, of course, you get tested and they can have some random checks within organizations and CASA can do um, random ramp checks, which for a balloon is whichever field you're operating out of, they can come over and go, hey, we just need you to do this test for us. So as a supervisor, uh, my role is to um, help make sure that we have a valid drug and alcohol management program in the company, keep that up to date and also um, be available to uh, monitor if any of the crew um, and pilots and so on are appearing like they might be under the influence. We don't have to figure out what they're under the influence of, just raise a safety issue and arrange to have them tested. Well, hopefully not under the under the influence of coffee, mate, or I might be in all sorts of trouble. Oh, mate, if caffeine is, is becomes a prescribed substance, we're both in trouble. <laughs> Absolutely. While we're out here in the bad weather, Grant, uh, boy, storm clouds really gathering now over Qantas. The pilots haven't really been uh, doing too much more as far as their industrial action goes, but the engine Engineers certainly are, and uh, Qantas boss Alan Joyce, well, he's not happy. Because of the bans that are existing at the moment, we've had to ground these five aircraft next week. If those bans continue, then more aircraft will have to be grounded into the future. Job security is not enhanced by this action. The 35,000 people are employed by this company. Jobs are being damaged. Qantas brand is being damaged. Qantas reputation is being damaged. That's not good for any of the employees. Well, you know what I'd have to say, Grant, I agree with him on many uh, fronts there, although I would have to say, frankly, uh, and, you know, it wouldn't be any surprise based on what we said last week, I actually think that uh, it was Alan Joyce that started the ball rolling in that regard, him and uh, his management team are taking them down this strategy, a very risky strategy, and one that's not going over well with a lot of Qantas staff who are about to lose their jobs, and uh, watching uh, Alan Joyce and his board give themselves very generous uh, pay and benefits increases at the same time just doesn't look good. No, totally, and this whole thing about grounding the jets is it's being uh, said by some of the engineering and pilots unions that these aircraft were due to be grounded for significant scheduled maintenance anyhow. So it's not like they're, they're claiming that they're grounding it because of industrial action, but uh, the engineers are saying it's because of a lack of spares and some of the pilots are saying they were due to be um, grounded for major inspections anyhow. Qantas were relying on engineers doing overtime to get a lot of the work done on their fleet, but now the uh, engineers have decided to work to rule and they're not allowing overtime to occur, which is slowing down some of the maintenance on the 
jets. But, uh, mate, there's been a lot of things said. It's going from bad to worse over here, man. We've got this situation where even the government is talking about stepping in to try and make things happen. Uh, Qantas, according to the unions, is stonewalling them. The unions are going through all the legal actions of Fair Work Australia, mediated negotiation, all that kind of stuff. And they're claiming Qantas isn't coming to the table. Qantas is trying to say they're hanging a sword over their heads. Uh, honestly, I think it's starting to get to the point now where the public don't give a damn who started it. Everyone is now starting to look stupid. I'm sad to say, but it looks like the unions are really coming down to the same level as Qantas management. And they're all now helping drive Qantas into the ground even faster than before. The Australian Licensed Aircraft Engineers Association, which is headed by uh, Steve Pavinas, uh, they are really at the centre of the uh, the Qantas uh, media focus this week, that's for sure. And uh, Qantas has been out there painting this as a uh, dispute over wages, which as far as we can gauge, really doesn't seem to be the case. It seems to be more a case about job security. And we've seen a lot of uh, Qantas uh, engineering jobs being sent overseas or being replaced by overseas maintenance facilities. Uh, and so that seems, from what we can tell, as being at the heart of what the uh, the unions are, are worried about. Now, the Qantas engineers have been calling uh, four-hour stop works at various points through the week. This has caused Qantas to uh, uh, reschedule flights, cancel a lot of flights and move other aircraft, including an A380 at one point, we believe, uh, running on the Melbourne-Sydney route, which is uh, unprecedented, really. Steve Pavinas is out in the media uh, trying to give his side of the story. Here's a little bit of what he had to say this week. Uh, essentially, they're asset-stripping asset uh, Qantas, uh, what it is today, and uh, the, the players involved, Alan Joyce, Lyle Strambi, Ian Oldmeadow, they were all at ANSET in the final years, and they tried this here, and it didn't work, and we're just concerned that we'll see the downfall of another Australian icon. Now, everybody's making good points here, and I mean, I think Steve makes some good points there too, but uh, the major thing is now, and you're seeing tourism operators uh, are jumping up and down now because their businesses are being hurt by this, uh, and, and many other uh, travellers, as you say, Grant, are really just starting to get really tired of what's going on here. You're right, mate. I really do think it's time that uh, everybody just, you know, sort of uh, calm down a bit and, uh, you know, everybody's got to ha- negotiate on both sides of the table and uh, there is an air of inevitability that's coming with this. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of, uh, you know, what sort of uh, negotiated settlement they can come to. Yeah, I think, um, Steve, your conspiracy theory, it's your turn. I think what you had to say earlier today to me is right on. You're going to share it today? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take the Adam Curry position this week and uh, my, my position would be this. The Qantas Board of Management, it's possible may be just happy to let this burble along for long enough now. They've done a uh, very good, you know, they've got a very, very active media team there and they've been out, of, in fact I've heard a lot of uh, shill callers this week, the same voices popping up on different radio shows, spruiking the idea that uh, Qantas engineers are the highest paid in the world and their pilots are, uh, you know, uh, very well looked after and perhaps much better looked after than they should be, all this sort of stuff. All this sort of talk is really only inflaming the situation and I wonder if there's perhaps a longer term strategy here to let the airline fail and have the unions take all the blame for this. Well, uh, I would certainly I, hope that's a real extreme conspiracy theory, but uh, maybe one just worth uh, just putting into a prediction book if we have one. Well, I don't think they're going to let it fail, but they can certainly turn around and say that any problems with Qantas that go on into the future are because of this industrial dispute. Uh, they're allowing this to certainly mask the fact that they have created a really bad situation. And the unions doing what they're doing is not helping and it's actually giving management and out. Probably just uh, should point out too, Grant, that on the, the other side of operations at Qantas, which is Jetstar, uh, they're also starting to find themselves uh, coming under some uh, industrial action. Uh, in fact, the Australian Services Union there uh, recently had a no-way day, as in they weren't charging for baggage. They're looking for uh, pay rises as well. And meantime, uh, Virgin, uh, that will 
family rubbing their hands together, mate. They are they're doing very well out of this. In fact, they're putting on extra flights to cope with the uh, with the backlog that's been generated by this. That's right. They're doing all that they can to get extra flights and capacity, and uh, they can't upgrade to bigger aircraft because it's aside from their A330s, they're a uh, 737 fleet domestically. But they're doing all they can to uh, help out and woo more of the business travellers over. You know what? I think I'm going to uh, put this brolly away and get out of this rain. I, I I don't like standing out in the rain. Yeah. Welcome to the tropics. Hang on. This isn't the tropics. Have the tropics moved? I don't know, mate. Must be all that global warming. Don't get me started on that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's everything we have for you on this week's report. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Steve Bisher. And I'm still Grant McCarran. You still are. Cheers, folks.